You have no manners! Over the line! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I want winners. I call that bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. And here are your hosts, RJ Young and Brandon Drum. Young and Drum, again, yes, we've been sporadic, and you know what? I apologize for nothing, and B has all been, I apologize for nothing, B just, dude, are you okay? Like, I was giving you hell before the time, I mean, alright, cool, Yeah. well, screw it then. Let's just get right into what I know people want to hear us talk about, which is the upcoming Champ U Barbecue, you posted... A ridiculously impressive list. Uh, also, awesome reporting by you, man. Because, like, I'm looking at like I only got like 13 of these names, and, it, and Brandon's got like 24, which is ridiculous. I had plenty of time to text people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so I, was I, 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 I felt like a POS because I was like, man, I, <laughs> it's like, no, you guys have other things going on. I was literally laying in bed. So, yeah, I did. That's all I did. Okay, so tell us about the list, dude, because that's that's your post, and and I'll fill in. Yeah, um, basically, OU has, and and by the way, two four seven's coming out here in the next couple of days. I want to say possibly tomorrow. Um, will be the drop. I'm looking at the date and the time here, so it's going to come out Tuesday the twenty third. Um. Yeah, there's going to be a new 2020 Top 250 for uh, the Top 247 uh, players are going to come out. So I should add we're recording this on a Monday. Yeah, this is a Monday. So it'll be tomorrow on the Tuesday um, at 1 p.m. on the 23rd of July, Central Time. Uh, Everybody should be around. And then next week will be the 2021 class. On the 30th, I don't know the time or date or anything like that. And then in August, I think we're going to drop our 2022 classes, the first ranking for 2022. Anyways, point being is is that Jalen Conyers is going new sooner. Tight end commit, who's also going to be at the Champion Barbecue, out of Groover, Texas, is going to wow people with his ranking. I'm telling you all right now. Heads up on that. So it, it's going to be a big deal. Um, he's, a, he's a top 50 kid, guys. So that's something for a tight end. That's all. That's, I mean, no other way to spin it. If you're a top 50 player and you're a tight end, you're doing something right, and he is. I mean, the guy's amazing. You watch his film, and it just pops off. So he's going to be there. Obviously, Andrew Rame, Seth McGowan, DJ Graham, uh, Brennan Walker, uh, Noah Renze is something to watch because – Oh, man, he, I've been saying Aaron's. That's my bad. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, it, well, it's all good. Renze is a, a kid that is very, very uh, raw. Uh, he's out of St. Louis Webster Grove High School. He's a three-star. I, I will bet money that he will be a four-star. Final rankings are done uh, because he has – he. he he just kind of showed up, and then he goes to the opening in St. Louis, and I was there, and he was top five defensive lineman, and there were some really good defensive linemen there. You're talking about 
2021, Travion Ford was there. I mean, so many good players on the offensive and defensive side of the ball when it comes to the trenches. Uh, it was it was an impressive grouping, and he was in the top five and really almost got an opening invite. I mean, that's how good he was. So um, he's raw, about 6'5", 6'6", 240, 250 pounds, and he looks thin. So he looks like he's going to weigh 270, 280 when it's all said and done, but he's so twitchy. You kind of want him to be – he's going to be that dude that you can slide inside or outside and kind of do – kind of like Ronnie Perkins. You know, you can do so many things with him, with him and that's kind of what he's going to be. Uh, he's some he's something to watch at this barbecue because I asked him, I said, when do you want to decide? And he said, I'm deciding this summer. Okay, the summer is almost over and football season's about to start. And what happens after this weekend? Dead period all over again. Oklahoma's got the last crack at it. And then I put in a uh, – he kind of told me OU was his by far and away leader back in May, and I put in the crystal ball for him then. Steve Wolfong has doubled down on it today on OUinsider.com with a really nice VIP note about Noah. And, look, he picked Oklahoma as well. So everybody is hearing Oklahoma for Arenze, and for good reason. Oklahoma has kind of entrenched themselves in the St. Louis area. And Travian Ford, like I just told you about 2021, four-star defensive end, Outside linebacker, edge rusher. He's got an amazing frame. He's, I mean, look, him and Brendan Walker coming off the edge, that's sick. <laughs> and that's all, that's all I can think about. Like, that's amazing because they're so twitchy and so fast. And you can't teach that. That's something that can't be taught. You know what I mean? Like, and they have that. And Ford was so dominant at the St. Louis opening regional. And he's going to be down again for, like, his fourth unofficial visit to OU. Uh, he loves Oklahoma. I would say OU, Nebraska, Missouri are probably his schools. Alabama's up there, but he loves Oklahoma. Uh, he comes from a school in uh, Lutheran North uh, that is very pro-OU. Uh, uh, the staff members there are very pro-OU. They love the OU staff, and the OU staff loves them. Uh, it's, so that, that's going to help. Ethan Downs is going to be there. Uh, Latrell Neville, both all these 2021 guys. Kendall Daniels, A.J. Green. So there's a really strong OK Preps uh, with Brennan Walker, Andrew Rame. There's a lot of OK Preps kids that are going to be there. Um, and then you've got uh, Kendrick Blackshire, who OU was the leader last year this time. and was They were a massive leader. Now LSU, Texas, Texas A&M, a couple other schools have, you know, they've, they've kind of taken a bite out of that. And he, he hasn't really been back to OU in a bit. So this is going to be huge for Coach Odom and Coach Grinch to kind of work their way in and, and kind of piggyback off of what um, Coach Kish did before he left because Coach Kish was that kid's favorite recruiter at the time, and he probably would be committed if Coach Kish hadn't retired. So um, there's a lot that can happen. Uh, Leek Brown's going to be back 2020, 2022 athlete out of Stockton that was just – the superstar outside of Vandegriff at OU's last elite camp. Uh, so this, I mean, everybody saw his video and his film from that camp. It was stupid. It is an insane list. So it's on the OU VIP board. Um, Alfred Collins is another kid out of Bastrop, Cedar Creek, 2022, four-star defensive lineman. That OU was a leader for, or Texas was a leader for, excuse me. 
And now with what's going on with Texas getting the kid out of Utah, um, can't remember. It starts the last time. Starts with V. Um, I don't know that they take Collins now, or Humanellium. Uh, I can't Humanellian. Is that is that how he said? He tells me how to say it. I mean, Princely tells me every time. Um, so I think Oklahoma has a good chance with Princely and Collins uh, as far as the other defensive linemen go because they've already got a really good. Uh, they could they could take potentially four defensive linemen in this class. I don't know that they want to. I know there's three for sure. And it, I think what they do with this quarterback spot, if Riley decides not to take one, um, where they use it, offensive line, defensive line, it's going to be interesting. And obviously the last name of note that's really interesting is Rome Udunze out of Las Vegas, Bishop Gorman. RJ you and I spoke with his coach uh, at the opening. And were you there with us when we did that? Did no, uh, that was you and Colin. But I oh, talked to okay. yeah, I talked to, to coaches on the phone. I've been and on I talked to since then. So <laughs> no, nah, it's cool. I I also talked to the first ever eighth grader to receive an invite to the opening final, who's also that kid's um, head coach. That was really really cool. Um, defensive back, and that was I was like, "Yo, Gorman, really?" Yeah, yeah, that's the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he told me that Udunze told him last week because he's also the recruiting coordinator for Bishop Gorman, and he told me Udunze said when they sat down in the living room that OU was in the top five, and here he is, and he said that he was going to take a visit this summer, but he wasn't sure when it was going to happen, and then all of a sudden, uh, Wilt Fong, I think, was the one that hit me up and said, hey, he's coming um, for the barbecue, and then I was able to confirm it. Um, but, look, that's a big get. If Oklahoma can somehow reel him in uh, and, and get themselves back into Bishop Gorman, where they used to be with Ryan Reynolds, DeMarco Murray, Justin Chazon, all those guys that came from there back in the day, that would be huge because that program is a Division One pipeline so that another another thing that riley's really starting to chip away at and they've got the guys the young staff members that are working very hard to get these guys to come in and it's a good recruiting staff i mean we've seen that already with the 2018 2019 class and obviously with the 2020 class uh it's looking to be once it's all said and done to be another top 10 class um so i mean you that that's how you win titles right so this champion barbecue has a potential to be huge, not just for 2020, but I think mostly for 2021. It's going to really, really, because a lot of the kids for 2020 are committed. So these 2019 kids, like Spencer Rattler and all, they, they will have the freshmen there at the barbecue. They will be there because they're going to want the young guys that just got there to tell them, hey, come here and you know you can join us because we're going to be the ones that are going to be here for the next three to four years. And that's going to really, how, how that 2019 class, and we know the personalities in that class with Rattler, Weiss, Bridges, uh, all those, Hazelwood, all those guys, Marquis, or Marcus Hicks, um, they're all really good recruiting players. I mean, they are. I mean, that's why those guys all joined up. So if they can go in there and somehow talk, 
some of the 2020 guys that were, you know, on the verge, maybe like Arenze, maybe like, um, I don't know, maybe get and Ethan Downs to commit out of 2021, A.J. Green to finally pull the trigger. Um, uh, I mean, Collins from uh, Bastrop to finally pull the defensive line, four-star defensive line, pull the trigger. I mean, that that would be huge for Oklahoma to have a huge barbecue because I think they, they, they've gotten guys like Jason McClellan, who we'll talk about here in just a bit, uh, to commit. But it's never really been where there's been like, five or six commits. It's always been two or three here or there every year, but never like that that spring uh, game event. And I think that would be massive if they can somehow turn that into that this year. I don't see that as being in play, but that's me. I play the downer on the podcast, um, and that's okay. <laughs> I get it. But no, I'm, I don't either. I think two no, or three but, is No, but I mean, to, to that point, though, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe it's because we just, we work in recruiting all the time, but... 2020 is not done by any means. I don't mean to say that, but we're already looking at the 2021 group and going, these kids are good. I mean, no disrespect to the 2020 class. Uh, Seth McGowan can play. Jace McClellan can play. Andrew Rame can play. I mean, I can keep going down the list of guys. Like Brady Ward could be a dude. But this 2021 class just (laughs) – I don't get tittery about recruiting. I just don't. But anybody who's ever seen Kendrick Blackshear, just just seen a picture of him, gets tittery. Because that dude looked like he could play in the NFL last year. And he was a sophomore. You're also talking about, you you mean, you talked at length about Travian Ford, but Ethan Downs is a dude. A.J. Green is a dude. Uh, uh, Day-Day Reynolds out of Lawrenceville, GA, is a dude. Like, there are folks that, okay, let let me throw this out here. Dejon Reynolds, call him Day-Day, is coming out of Lawrenceville to Oklahoma expressly to be recruited as a wide receiver. And there's only one school that he is seriously considering that is recruiting him at defensive back, and that's Clemson. And his lead recruiter is not Brent Venables, for those of you that already want to know the answer to that question. That dude catches passes. And the reason that he is entertaining Oklahoma is one Brock Vandegrift which is a dude that is not going to be at this event, and we all understand why. He was here last month, and it's quite a trip from Georgia. But this 2021 class buoyed by that kid, Brock Vandegriff, has the opportunity to explode in a way that the 2020 class just can't because there's no quarterback. Quarterbacks anchoring your recruiting class, if your recruiting class is going to be highly ranked and be highly sought, that's what needs to happen. And also... The guys that aren't necessarily going to be here, like Ryan Watts is not going to be here, and Brandon and I are going to get into that a little bit later. It's fine. Stop tripping. Also not on this list, a quarterback. I am going to beat this into the ground. What the hell? Because at this point, we should know who the guy is. And if you say Bryce Young to me, I'm going to punch you through the throne, uh, Brandon. I swear to God. No, it's not. I, uh, I, I, just, I, I um, know. I'm, I know, right? I'm just, I'm joking. I'm not going to punch Brandon. Um, but I'm, I, I am. I can't really do much back right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am losing my hair over this because it's, it's not even that I'm stressed about it. It's just weird. It's just really weird. And it's bugging me because I don't like things that are that 
weird. The quarterback guru, the quarterback coach, the offensive guru, the guy everybody wanted to call their offense has refused to recruit a quarterback. I'm just, dude. And then this opportunity, I was like, cool. Surely we're going to get, we're going to get wind of a quarterback showing up to the champion barbecue. And then that'll be that. And the closest thing we have to that is Mikey Henderson. And no disrespect to Mikey, he ain't playing quarterback at Oklahoma. It's just weird. Yeah, I, look, I think they're going to use it for. I, they're not. I don't think they're going to take a quarterback in this class. Which again would just be weird. Like, tell me where when that happens with anybody. I mean, I see why. Yes, I get the why. We understand. We see why. It's weird. No, you're right. It's because nobody does that. Like it's not even an OU thing. Nobody does that. Yeah, and I I guess Oklahoma feels that good. But look, I think the 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 sheer fact that they have Tanner Schaefer, and I think that's the reason why. Because I think that kid's gonna ultimately get a scholarship. Then put him on scholarship, and I will stop freaking out. You're right. You're right. right. No, that that, that's very valid, and it's 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 a valid point, but. I think what they're doing right now is they're going to see how the transfers work out. Probably give him one of those scholarships. And then the 2020 scholarship for the quarterback is probably going to go to an offensive lineman or defensive lineman. Um, I'm not even sure Brady Ward is going to show up now. Um, his dad texted me earlier today and said he's probably going to go to Georgia because, oh, you may not have a spot for him. There, so, see, there you go. Right and that yeah because they're they're unsure about the quarterback if they're going to take it now they don't think they're going to take it but according this is his exact words to me Riley has not confirmed one way or the other so we have got to start looking oh yeah absolutely that's that's a red flag if you're a parent like yeah. that's that's a I mean just strictly talking as the dude that covers this sport I got to take my kid elsewhere because if you can't give me a straight up answer that means that you are telling yeah. me no. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, and no. No, I don't think they're telling him no. I think it's kind of. No, I'm saying as a parent, as a parent. Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. But it, I think it's kind of. The, the odd part is, is put Coach Beanbow in a really awkward position because. Right, right, absolutely. It also tips the hand of kind of where OU is at as far as the eyes go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, is that something no, no, we need to dry out and crayon, though? About. I'm like hanging around here for people without kind of – but that is kind of where it's at. Um, it's a really awkward situation right now for Coach Beanbow. Um, and that, I only know this from talking to parents. And they say, like, he is, like, trying to keep people on board right now because it's kind of a – you know, we kind of want to see how this goes. And I, I really do believe they want to see how – Mordecai plays this fall in, in practice before they decide, you know what, we're not going to take one. And Schaefer, we got to throw him in there as well. They probably want to see how those two play in Rattler, those three, before they go and say, you know what, we're going to take another quarterback. Because if they feel comfortable with those three and then Vandergriff coming in in 21, what's the rush? Dude, you know what I, mean? I look. I know you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's still weird. Okay. All right. Now I, I promise to get off of this because I just I, – I needed to put that out there and be like, yo, please, somebody just 
Uh, that's my mom sending a text for anybody that wants to know what, our, what, <laughs> what the Starfighter is. So like my mom is on, my mom is one of like, it's like Brandon, my girlfriend, my mom, and a couple other people who are just not on, do not disturb everything else on my phone. Just go straight to voicemail. But when my mom texts, I got to know about it. Um, so that's, awesome. that's, well, that's always going to be the I thing. So like, strange. I know people are freaking out when that happens. Like, is that a TIE fighter? Yes, it is. My mother gets the TIE fighter text tone. Uh, awesome. Again, looking at the 2021 class though, and who's showing up, you got one commit, right? The, the only other commit, Cody Jackson. And I continue to think, wow, that's going to be huge to have him on campus to recruit <laughs> alongside the 2020 commits and the 2019 freshmen. Yeah, I think I think Rattler is going to be the key of all keys this weekend. Has to be. Gonna be able to ha- say, has to be. Oh yes, because they're gonna they're gonna point over to all those kids and go, we have the number one player in 2019 over there, and you know that you know that class that you're in 2021. Yeah, we got the number one player in that guy, that class coming in too. Do y'all want to join up with them, or do you want to go play with some other guys? You choose. And, that, I mean, that, that is that is a bargaining chip. And then Riley can throw the Heismans and all that other stuff. They have bargaining chips that nobody else can really use outside of Alabama and Clemson. I mean, they really don't. Like, those are the three schools you walk in and go, yeah, they pretty much can say what they want. They're going to get who they want. I mean, Ohio State can, Georgia can. But as far as hardware – there's three schools right now that have all the hardware, whether it's individual or team hardware, and that's Alabama, Clemson, and Oklahoma. I mean, those are the big hardware schools right now. And they can they're pretty much and ironically, they're the ones that are in the playoff every year. And then you have the revolving doors of Georgia, Washington, um, Notre Dame type deal. But the, there's usually the three main ones in every year. So I mean that that's kind of where we're at right now in college football, and it's it's a Riley has some pretty cool selling points if he really wants to use them, and I know he does. I mean he does use them obviously to, to be landing top ten classes every year. You're doing something. Um, so now that's that's uh, it, also the thing that I want to underscore is that's in question without a quarterback in the 2020 class. Okay, it is. Like, I, I like still the, think they're like, going to end up with it. Well, I'm just saying that. You you peak right now. You you peak at seven. You peak at seven. No, yeah, I think you're right. I think right, and um, and that's not. I mean, that's three spots to work with. Is what I'm saying. That's that's eight, nine, and ten. And right now, I think they're what twelve. Yeah. Well, they'll be top. I'm not going there. Yeah. They'll be top ten. Yeah. yeah, Just just when other things happen, they'll be top (laughs) ten. Brandon, I just I'm, I'm gonna say it right now. You you are the worst at teases. You're the worst. You suck. I like I love you, but it's just I don't mean to do it. Like I'm literally like just trying to tell people, look, it'll be top ten. Here's your here's your recruiting blue balls for for the day. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon is so. Brandon is here to just tease. Um, Little little rub over the jeans, people. Well, all right. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Good God. Um, speaking of which, um, first date jitters. You had uh, you had some news on the Jace McClellan situation that yeah, isn't. So please, yeah, the situation that isn't that's being made into something that is totally driving his mother and him up a wall. I mean, look, I was talking. We I was talking to his mom Mia. Uh, I've met her a couple times. 
And so her and I exchanged some, we were just exchanging text messages. I mean, it's been going on for like the past couple of weeks. And obviously with my spine surgery and stuff, it, it's like something that stopped and then was restarted and it kept on going. Um, but these rumors are just insane. Like, look, he doesn't like people. He's, he's doesn't like commits. He's, he doesn't get along with this person, that person, not true at all. Um, and, and, Look, the Zach Evans and, and the beef, the Zach Evans, Jace McClellan beef is not real unless it's on the Zach Evans side, which I don't think it is either. I just think it's something that somebody is fabricated probably a little bit. And I don't want to say fabricated. I think it's probably exaggerated. How about that? Because they have not met or talked on maybe a handful of occasions. And from what everybody else gathers is that there's like no disdain on either side. Um, the does he not like Seth McGowan stuff? Look, he recruited Seth McGowan to Oklahoma, and he, he, you were at the opening. You saw they're like buddies. They're like two peas in the pod. They joke with each other. They were around each other the whole time. I was I this year. I was not at the opening. Colin okay, was at the I opening. Miss, okay, I was I at Big Twelve. Day, so I missed the last <laughs> I, day. No, six, it's so. it's cool. I understand. I uh, thought you were there. So. Oh, you're talking about that day. No, uh, but I wasn't there to see them joking around. Yeah, so they they were they were around each other the whole time. Oh no, I, I didn't I didn't see them there on the last day doing that. Okay, because the last day is. I mean, you know how the last day is. Like people yeah, are yeah, milling about, right. and like I was like, yeah. wait a second. And were you the okay? Let's. God, our times are so messed up. Yeah, no, I was. I missed the last day because I was okay. Sick. All right, because yeah. I was like. You weren't there, B, and I wasn't there the no, other three days. Remember, I had like the indention in my head. Yeah, that's why yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm like, is he confusing yeah, no, me the with first Colin? two days? They were, they were, they were, they were joking around. They would, like, literally. So Seth McGowan is funny. He would walk up, and like, kind of like when we would call Jason Seth over to do like interviews and stuff. Seth would walk over, and then just back up the second question, start asking, and would wait by to, and and wait by to Jason. Jason would like chase after him. It was pretty funny. Um, they're, they, they're, they're friends. They get along well. Jace helped recruit Seth to Oklahoma. Um, as far as this whole, he's going to decommit. This is verbatim. And I'm about to have this up on OUinsider.com on the VIP board. Um, so I'll give y'all a little snippet of it. His mom literally said, if national signing day was today, Jace is going to sign with the university of Oklahoma. And he would tell everybody that and he has told everybody that. So, People need to kind of chill out a little bit. And that's kind of how she referenced, kind of worded it, like, relax. She goes, we're taking, we've always said we were going to take our visits. Because we were, but we've been committed for two or three years. So nothing has changed. Literally, she said, nothing has changed. And if and everybody's like, well, he's going to take a visit to Georgia instead of Oklahoma for the champion barbecue. Her exact words. Not that she knows of. Because he is, he Jace had brought it up to her several weeks ago, and has not brought it up to her again. They have had a new baby in the family. She is a second time grandparent. She's got a new grandson again, um, so she's helping the mom and dad. Jace is an uncle again, um, and dealing with all of that stuff. Um, and she actually said, "If we're going to take a visit, it will be to the Champion Barbecue as of today." Now. We do things last second, so that could change. But as of today, it would be to Oklahoma if they were to visit. But nothing has been set. 
So they haven't decided whether they're going to take a visit to the Champion Barbecue at OU. They haven't decided whether they're going to go to Georgia. So anybody saying one way or the other is kind of, you know, kind of off. Um, and he totally is committed to Oklahoma. Like she, she has come out on Twitter and basically said, I have a say in this where my son goes, and she would like him to stay at Oklahoma. She loves the staff. She gets along with the staff. She's very close with the staff. And, I mean, Jace is a mama's boy. Like, I mean, he loved, they're very close. Mia and Jace are very close. So it it's going to be – it's always hard when you have a five-star. You know what I mean? Like, you have a five-star out there, it's always hard and nerve-wracking because the recruiting never stops with them. I, I don't I, – I, I have no idea. Well, you know, right, like, but I mean, we've—it's been that way with Jason. <laughs> no, I'm making a joke because, like, yeah, you, you, you said like it's hard having a five star. Like, there's just a bunch yeah. of people who have five stars, and I'm like, nah, yeah, nah, well, I, I mean, it's, oh, it's oh, literally thirty people every year. <laughs> you know, just thirty. Good point. But <laughs> my point being is, is that if you have a five star committed to you, it's always going to be nerve wracking until they sign them dotted line because they're going to get everybody's best shot because. Of they're that good. Jace is that good. Seth is that good. You think Jalen Conyers is just going to all of a sudden stop getting recruited by Georgia, Ohio State? No. Top uh, 50 kid in the country. More to the point, they, they'll, you know, everybody is also already setting up for the portal. This is actually, I love yes, this. exactly. I love yep. this because, you know, in, in, I, it's not NBA free agency because like 40% of the NBA was a free agent last year and <laughs> and there were there were only 65 waiver requests granted last year out of more than 11,000 FBS football players. So calm down. Mm-hmm. But but it's really good for the, it's really good for the sport. Like but, people don't like it but it's good for the sport. No, it's not just that it's good for the sport in that it keeps us talking about it in a different yes, way. Exactly, yeah. But it's also good for the sport in that you still have to recruit Right. And and teams that are waiting on Anthony Davis and LeBron James to break up because Anthony Davis might decide, hey, you know what? I just don't want to play with LeBron because, you know, Paul George decided he want to play with Russell Westbrook two years in. It happens. They're already going, you know what? We can we can get him. It's fine. We'll 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 let him know. We're still over here. You know, like I still think that Clay Helton was way out ahead of everybody when he said, nah, Brew wants to go. Let Brew go. It'll be fine. It's OK. Brew is family. His family is family. And we wish him well. Friggin' four months later, welcome home, child. Welcome home. And I'm just like, yes, please. So no, I mean, to your point, everybody's going to be recruited all the time. And that's the way that it should be. You know, I yep. make that, that point all the time, and I'm not going to make yep. it again and waste people's time. But So deep breaths, everybody. It's not going to end. And he's been – this will be the third year that he's been – year three because he – Committed at the 2017 Champion Barbecue. Which is so stuck early. Me. So early. It was, but he stuck. That's the most amazing thing about this. Like For three years. So if he does ever decommit, it's not going to be good. And it's no. going to, I mean, the meltdown is going to be epic because of how long, the longevity of him and how loyal he's been for three years. Because that's rare. That's very rare in this day and age for kids. But he has been, and, and, and folks, Georgia is going to be a player in this throughout the whole ordeal. He has godparents that live in Atlanta, and they're very close. So that's why he's visited Georgia, University of Georgia, on numerous occasions. Because there's a comfort, comfortability, comfortable ability. Am I saying that right? Comfort, 
ability. Comfort tool. Comfort. Nope. nope. Comfort. Comfort ability. Comfort ability. There you go. No, that's cool. So anyways, I, I, yeah. Hey, look, I got a radio show where I screw up words all the time. Yeah, man, that, that was I like tongue twisted myself there. Uh, so there is that. That's there's a, there's a comfortability there that it's just rare being that far away from uh, Lado, Texas, but that's what it is because of the godparents living there. So everybody needs to relax. I mean, outside of Georgia, I think Alabama's a player. Texas is going to keep nipping because they're striking out left and right on running backs. Looks like Bijan's going to end up at Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah, so, I mean, in the, literally a month and a half ago, he was basically almost committed to Texas. So that's the crazy part of recruiting that they keep striking out. They're going to go harder and harder and harder at Jace because they have to. Now, if they end up landing, which I think they're going to, Zach Evans, they're not going to worry about Chase after that. So, if you're an OU fan, yes, you don't want to see Zach Evans at Texas, but at the same time, you do. Because that means they're going to be done recruiting Jace McClellan. All right, so switching gears to the Big 12 because you had some things you wanted to get off your chest about horns down. <laughs> this is so stupid. I mean, have at it, man. Go go on your RJ tear. Yeah, look, how dumb and how big of a wuss conference are we in that a simple hand gesture is now a 15-yard penalty. I mean, my God, they're 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 kicking people out of that the the speed D barbecue that they had yesterday. Half the guys were doing inverted horn signs. They're 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 getting 15 yard look. Oklahoma's kicking off from the one yard line at that point. I mean, my goodness, this is so stupid now. It is. It's dumb. In 2019, after all these years of this being just a non-issue, for it to now be what it is today, and all because a head coach Tom Herman gets butt hurt over it, and the only reason why he's even being a mouthpiece for this is because the Big 12 is listening and pandering to it. And the officials did it. Like, the second West Virginia got docked and penalized for it, you just opened up a can of worms for Texas to continually gripe and complain about it. But what about the OU sucks on their fight song that no matter who they play, they can chant OU sucks? What is the difference? What is the difference? Is the difference because they're allowed? They think they're allowed to do it, and nobody else can because they're the villain of the. They're the villain of the Big Twelve. Look, the villain of the Big Twelve should be Oklahoma for winning it four years in a row, and it's not because Texas has made it that way. They have, by whining and griping over a hand gesture. They've become the villain of the Big Twelve. Am I wrong? Ah, uh, I don't think I am. Ah, uh, I I think. I don't know. I don't think you're wrong. I think that it is interesting that there are so many people that claim to be rivals with Texas. Uh, I did this segment last week, so like I'm, I've said my piece on it, and I agree. Yeah, no, with you. I'm, I'm with you. It's but, stupid. But that my, these other, the other teams do. My, it. But my point there is, <laughs> Texas has the this one thing going for itself that it does a very good job of fanning the flame, which is we are your sworn enemy, whoever you are. 
Like there are 11 different fan bases that identify Texas as a rival. <laughs> 11. That's more it's teams. That's more teams than are in the Big 12. 11 yeah. football programs, 11 football fan bases say we hate Texas. Who and Texas says, Texas says we love being your heel. Thank you. We we are here to be your NWO. And I yeah, applaud Texas for doing that, huh? We know OU, Texas A&M. Oh, I, I got to go read the study again. It was published I, by a University okay of Memphis with, guy. Uh, Nebraska's got to be in there because they of the old Big 12. And Are you like really going to try to go through all 11 of their, their foes? Is that what you're going to do? I I've literally do got we gotta three, do that? three or four do we, down already. Do we have <laughs> so, to do that? I mean, I can name probably six or seven off the top of my head, so we really don't have to do it. But point being is, is that I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, the inverted Texas sign. It's okay because they they have nat- that's a natural. Those are two are those are natural rivals. You know what I mean with Texas because those are the three schools almost each and every year that seem to be playing for the Big Twelve title. TCU's in there every now and then, but it's just dumb that we're at this point in society that a hand gesture outside of flipping somebody off is a penalty or considered wrong. I don't I I don't really care. I mean, I wish I could say that I cared in, as much as other people seem to care and I talk I, I don't care I, I talk about it. I don't care that it's dumb. I I don't. I think whatever, man. You know, you're going to call a flag, you're going to call a flag. If you it's don't you this is a conf- this is a conference in a sport that can't even figure out what targeting is or isn't. Okay? It shocks no. It, it should shock no one that they would think of a hand gesture of any kind. And Bob Bolton talked with me about this on the show. He said, "Look, anything that could be construed as not a part of the game or derogatory." And by the way, he made reference to throwing the middle finger to the crowd, which I think was a shot at Matt Diamond. And I'm going, you know, that's point because we wouldn't we wouldn't call it dumb if a Texas player threw the bird to a bunch of OU fans walking out as they yell he sucks. But I mean, Matt Diamond had things thrown at him. That's where he did the whole football. You're still a football player wearing that uniform. You don't get to act like a normal human being, period. I guess. No, not I guess. Like, that's just, those are the rules. You know, just like, you know, I had this uh, segment about Tyreek Hill. The point of the matter is you cannot hit her back. Period. Yeah, the whole Tyree killed it. No, I'm just saying, like, you don't get to be any you you don't get to say she hit me first. You're the dude. And that's how yeah. I feel about players and coaches. You don't get to yell back. I mean, it feels like you should, because you're a human being, and I'm yep. gonna be here to stick up for you on the radio. But if you go and you if Lincoln Riley No, we got, can we can we can we can we can totally, you know, back the player and the coach, but it doesn't change the fact No, that I mean but like if, if Lincoln Riley threw the horns down at a bunch of Texas fans and he gets a penalty for it, people are going to lose their stuff. But you know what? Lose your stuff when Lincoln Riley gets a sideline warning too. That's all I'm saying. What, what would happen if Riley walked out there with a 1984 beat Texas hat? <laughs> yeah, I saw that at Big 12. I, man, I what, – What would happen? I don't – I don't. I don't know. I don't – I don't know, and you know what? I don't care 
As much as I like Lincoln Riley, he doesn't play the game. But it would be hilarious. But he doesn't play the game. You know, it'd be better if Jalen Hurts walked out with beat Texas on duct tape across his helmet because he plays the game. And there's actually something you can do about it. That's illegal to change up the uniforms and stuff as to be different than wait you're gonna anyway. get upset about changing up the uniforms and stuff but but no, no, but no. it'd be different than the rest of the team your teammates oh yeah, man come on what i'm sorry no, no, have you no, seen no, no, no. have you seen the, okay before we get into a really stupid discussion <laughs> again this about Let's stop. penalties versus non-penalties a couple things that i found interesting at Big 12 media days was one Lincoln Riley was not here for your sass about Jalen Hurts and I'm going well just name him the starter then and then there's this conversation yeah. about there's a process yeah okay uh-huh but you have process your process to make sure school starts before they name it so damn no no you, no no you 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 do your process but you when you talk to us you tell us the truth okay because I mean look you can tell me there's a process, and I can believe that there's a process. Doesn't change the fact that Jalen Hurts is your starting quarterback. No, it doesn't. Mean- so, so what? What the hell are we talking about? I what? What? That. What the hell are we doing? We're going through the same charade we went through last. No, I'm not going through it. I'm. I'm not going through. I am. I'm full out saying, "Why? Hey, man, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me." I think everybody's with you. I don't think any. Well, Look, we'll play the game, I guess, but only because we have to. But no, flip the table. Oof. I mean, no, I mean not like literally flip the table. I mean, like, yo, man. So you're telling me that Jalen Hurts isn't going to start against Houston, and he's going to say, "No, I'm not telling you that he's not going to start against Houston. I'm going to tell you that I haven't named him the starter versus Houston." Like, okay, round and round we go, and yeah, then well, you know, it's it's all, it's all wait and see until school starts. <sighs> Man, this Mordecai the, is gonna be that's, the, so he doesn't transfer. This friggin' sport, dude. I yep. just because you know, like the last thing that what is it? It's it's not that that drives me nutty so much as hey, look, you know that dude that used to play offense? He plays defense, and we're kind of sort of gonna acknowledge it, but not really. Or you know what? We're gonna change the fate of our rush in position, what was our jack linebacker position, because we decided to let Addison Gums run on the wrong damn turf. You know, and then try to just be like, you know what? We're really not gonna acknowledge that or talk about it. I just the injury that changed the whole I changed Mike Stoops' career. <laughs> I mean, goodness. I don't know about that because the secondary was still gonna get torched. I mean, well, I mean, they would have had more sacks. Well, yeah, no, yeah. having Addison Gums on the field against Texas does not help you win that game. Probably not, but it helps you sack the quarterback more that year. I doubt it's it because awesome. Sam Ellinger's just running QB dive and QB power. I'm talking about doing the whole – well. I'm talking about the game they lost. So yeah, you, I, I don't think that having Addison Gums helps you game. beat Texas in the regular season and, and stops you getting just crushed. Just stomped by Alabama. No, you're probably right. I, I don't know. Addison Gums had very high. He's, he was a ridiculous talent. So I just. It's a shame. I mean, it's not. I mean, it, it, that's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. I hate that phrase, but it's so true sometimes. Sometimes it's just how it works. Nah, it's better so, than a cracker crumbling. Um, that's true. Or, or a brownie. 
Yeah. And Brownie Crumbling is the worst. Yeah, so go ahead. I mean, I yeah, actually started. the country. Um, yeah, every time I've talked to the kid. Must be nice. Yeah, he's in Trinidad and Tobago, yeah. It's, it's where he's from. I mean, it's where his family's from, not where he's from. But it's where his family's from. Um, so he's there visiting family. Um, no, that's my favorite. Uh, just Marachuca. Remember Chuka? Yeah. In Dulue? So yeah. somebody came up to Chuka like his the first year that we could talk to him. And it was like, so you're from Nigeria? Nah, dog. I'm from Texas. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I was, yes, yes. I loved every bit of that. It was great. Because, yes. you know, Chuka spoke like three, yeah. uh, three languages like and just – Cool dude, just always had a quip. It's like, so you're from Nigeria? I'm from Texas. <laughs> I talked to Chuka probably three weeks ago. He's at Southern Illinois. Like Northern Illinois. Yeah, I think we were yeah. talking to him at the same time, honestly. D line, yeah, D line coach, yeah. So he's doing really good. Slim down, um, looks dude. better. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's such a good dude. Um. Anyways, so yeah, Ryan Watts. He's trained down in Tobago. He's visiting family. Everybody's worried about the whole decommission. I don't know where this stuff comes from. It's, it comes from the fact that he took all these visits and then showed up to the opening and then went on vacation. It never showed back up to OU. And that that is literally where all this stems from. Every time I've talked to the kid, like, he doesn't, he didn't, like, he thought Alabama was okay. He does not like LSU. His parents like Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State because they are from when they came and all that they are from the Northeast so that's what they know is the Big Ten so um, for them those are the schools that they would like him at the problem is is Ryan wants to be at Oklahoma because he's got friends in this 2020 class that are going to OU He's close with DJ Graham. He's close with Nate Anderson. He's close with all these guys that are going to OU. And from the DFW area, Mikey Henderson. And that is where his heart is at. Now, could that change? Yes. I, like I said, like we talked about off here, I will never say a kid is not going to decommit. I will never say Jason McClellan's never going to decommit. I will never say Ryan Watts will never decommit. There's always that chance before they sign on the dotted line. But right now, as we sit talking on July 22nd, last I talked to him a couple of days ago, he was cool. And he was still committed to OU, and he didn't have any intentions to decommit. But could that change in the next couple of days, next week or so? Of course. But as we said today, this is where it stands. So everybody needs to relax. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, fans are going to have to be – they're going to be fans. They have to be. I'm tired. I mean, I, I'm tired of telling people to relax. Like, I can't think of anything more patronizing than to tell somebody who is <laughs> really invested in what you're doing. I not, know. Not yeah, to I be know. invested in what you're doing. Yeah. Because it's also a fine line because I could see Lincoln up there just kind of – like, he got he got testy about Kyler last year. It's like, he ain't the starter yet. And I'm like, look, dude, people care. And you're begging people to care. And you're begging people to invest in you. You don't get to tell them to, all right, don't care this much. You know, I'm backing yeah, off no, of that. No, I, no, I, I get it. I get it, man. And I, the reason why I say relax is because it's, you've got, 
until he comes out and says otherwise, just like the Dante Manning stuff, you have to go off the words that he tells you, like, I'm committed. Okay, well, that's all you can report. That's all I can report. I'm committed. That's it. I mean, until that changes, that's all I can go off of. And, and I know Ryan really well. He and I talk. Um, I knew about the visits before uh, he even told the OU staff because I just happened to be down there going around and, and watching him train and stuff with Coach Flight, um, who is just one of the best trainers in the nation. And he just kind of told me, he's like, look, I'm going to do this. I haven't told the OU coaches. He, he asked me, he goes, do you think I should tell the OU coaches? I was like, yes. <laughs> so I think you should tell the OU staffs that you're going on a visit. And that would probably be a wise decision. And that night he did. So, um, and he said they were cool about it. And OU being cool about all this stuff has helped with Ryan because Ryan doesn't want to feel pressured. That's totally... Well, who does want to feel pressured? Right, but I mean, that's completely... You've talked to him. He's just such a laid-back kid. He doesn't want to feel like you're pressuring him not to do something that he wants to do. And if you go ahead and you just let him do it, chances are he's going to stick with you because he's a pretty loyal kid. I mean, he was basically committed to OU before he committed to OU for a couple of months. So, I mean, it wasn't like a shock that Ryan Watts committed. And it's it, I, I will be surprised if he decommits. I mean, in the near future. I'm, I'm never surprised by what a I know, teenager but I mean, just decides to do just because teenagers decide true. to do a lot of different things. But yeah, they, I do. They, they go off I I do want it recognized that more kids actually stick to their commitments than don't. Yes, they do. And yeah. we don't talk about that. We don't talk about how There's many kids rumors. actually just say, you know what? I don't really want to do anything else. As a matter of fact, I kind of just wanted to get this over with. And I'm not thinking about reopening my recruitment because I just don't want the hassle. And I think that's yeah. under underrated because too many times we'll have Zach Evans, to use an example, who really enjoys just turning up his recruiting and really enjoys playing with every fan base's emotions because that's just who he is. Fine. Whatever. Hey, but there are more people that are playing football at that level who are just like, you know what? You know what I don't want? I don't want my phone blowing up. You know what I don't oh. want? To be attacked on Twitter. You know you know what I don't want? Is for somebody to just constantly be trying to beat down my door and the doors of my parents trying to get me to go to their school. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to commit, and then I'm going to say goodbye. And that's yeah. usually what they do. Like, they, they go, they commit, and then they turn their phone off. Yeah, and I mean, people like, so so. the example, people are like, well, what about Jace McClellan? Dude, he hates recruiting. But at the same time, he also is the type of kid that he's very smart and analytical about everything, that he's going to break down, he's going to take his visits and see, he wants to see how things play. And you know why he's doing this with Oklahoma? Because he said, his exact words to me were, why would I close the door when I it, what if what if Lincoln Riley and the staff leaves? Nah, I mean, look, it's it's the LeBron James Kevin Durant effect. Okay, yeah. the moment that those dudes decided to take one year or or opt in opt out years like one on and then a player option or four years and a player option, whatever it might be, because they think that they're going to be able to keep pressure on management 
to keep taking care of them and to coddling mm-hmm. them and to bending to their wills because they're such talents, that stuff filters. You know, these kids are watching them. Yep. Not and sure. they're also using the only time in their entire lives where they're going to have this level of leverage because as soon as they go to the NFL, the collective bargain agreement makes it so they don't have any. Like even now, the number of guys who are absolutely awesome football players whose fifth-year options have been picked up is staggering. The only one of those football players who has outperformed his rookie deal got his second-year deal and they probably regret it. That'd be Todd Gurley and the Rams because they don't know what his knee's going to yeah. do. But, like, Zeke is not going to get paid this year because the contract says we have a team option to pick up your fifth year, and you're going to make this $9.1 million, and you're going to like it. And you see that all over the league. Melvin Gordon saying, you know what? I'd rather hold out because I'm worth way more, and I'm a running back, and I'm not likely yeah. to get paid again. Recruiting at the college level is the only time where you get to have any sort of leverage in what a coaching staff is willing to do to try to appease you, and for lack of a better term, ownership, because head coaches act like general managers, act like owners, and how they build out the roster. So to say that a kid is going to close off his recruiting is also just his prerogative. And you could say they're smart not to do it, and you could say they're smart to do it. What it comes down to is their friggin' decision, and that's what is really pissing people off, is... A child is exercising his agency, to which I'm going, such is life. Mm-hmm. You know, if your mm-hmm. wife decides to exercise her agency and give you these divorce papers, that's part of life. Did you yep. recruit well? Did you make this person feel like they are a valued member of your household? Or did you say, I'll just go get another one? Yeah, it goes back to that word, comfortability. I mean... That's ultimately what, like you said, it's their progress, their comfort level. It's how do they feel? Does it matter if the coach could be gone next year at the school that they're committed to? If they don't care about it, that's fine. That's their, like you said, their prerogative. For Jace, it matters because he is the type of kid that likes the relationship that he has at OU. And he's had the same relationship for three years now. If that changes, it's going to change with Jace. And that's why he's kept it open because he never wants to shut down. It would be – he's smart. I mean, the kid's smart. Why shut that down completely when the coaches don't, when they t- they have a chance to leave too? If they have a chance to leave, why shouldn't I have a chance to leave? I get it. It makes complete sense. So that is where it stands with Jason. Now, people need to realize that he's committed to OU – and that's all it is to it right now. If things are to change, okay. Then things change. I'm talking staff-wise with Oklahoma. And that means things are probably going to change with Jace, too. And that's ultimately how, that is ultimately going to be, in my opinion, the main thing that's going to make or break is commitment we're going down man, the way. We're mansplaining. Yeah, we are. We're pretty much mansplaining. We're everything. mansplaining recruiting. Yeah, well, sometimes sometimes people do need it kind of broke down like that because they, I mean, they're not the people that I mean, some people that listen aren't they're they're just a lot of really avid listeners and followers of all this. But there's a casual person too that probably does want to understand how all this works behind the scenes, and that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah, it's mansplaining, but it helps sometimes. I mean, we're not trying to make people feel stupid. It's just 
ultimately we're just trying to help them understand Jace's train of thought. I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, yeah. Dude, uh, I know you don't take time off, but I really wish you would take some time off. I, I, I took like a, like four or five days, I, I, yeah, sort of. That's not time off. That's called that's called healing. <laughs> it's like, good God, Brandon. All right. That is going to do it for us. Remember, check out OUinsider.com for more details on all the things that we've discussed here. If you are a member, you're probably just interested in hearing us talk about this for which this podcast exists. If you are not a member, maybe you should think about doing that because you're being left out of a lot of the conversation for which we're having and the basis at the that we're having it, the level that we're having it. Perhaps yeah. it's over your head. Perhaps there's more information you want to know about. Just go to OUinsider.com. Think about hitting, you know, us up, paying bills with the subscription, or don't. Either way, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Yep. Remember to Thank you. rate and review, and uh, we'll catch you guys the next time. Deuces. Deuces.